Well, today we celebrate the memorial of the North American martyrs. And so because we as American Catholics don't have a whole ton of saints to to look to, to be proud of as our, as our own, we, you know, really are especially grateful for this day here. So we have the North American martyrs. Um, they weren't born, you know, in, in the United States of America, per se. This is very early on, well before the Republic was founded, and they were both French men, and then they had other companions of theirs. I believe they were all French, and they were associated with the Jesuits. Isaac Jogues is the one that sticks out in my mind. He's the one I know most about. But there's this other guy, Jean de Brebeuf. I uh, don't know much about him, but he was one of the, the company there with Isaac Jogues and the other other guys that were killed um, around Albany the, and uh, Lake George, too, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Um, the thought that I have today has to do with, I, I think our gospel is very relevant to this, this idea of martyrdom. Jesus says, do not be afraid of those who kill the body, but after that can't do anything else. Okay? So um, this is very relevant for both of both uh, the martyrs that we celebrate today and their companions. The thought that I have in my mind is the idea here of fortitude, the virtue of fortitude, which I, you know, I've spoken about before, but it's just as kind of a reminder how how important of a virtue that is, and the exemplary uh, exhibition of that virtue that you see in the martyrs in general and these martyrs in particular today. You know, you look at the Pharisees, and Jesus is saying about the Pharisees, you know, there's a, this really evil hypocrisy about them. Don't follow their way. Don't follow their teaching, so forth and so on. And uh, I think a lot of the issue of hypocrisy, for someone to really descend into, like, deep levels of hypocrisy, I think a lot has to do with attachment to comfort. So if you're in a position of power, and you get to call the shots, and you've got material comfort, you know, you've got a pretty sufficient... Uh, amount of material comfort, um, and uh, this kind of facade of religion empowers and enables that comfortable situation. While you have a, you're very highly motivated to, to cling to it. Okay, so whether the facade is is just a facade, or whether there's some substance to it, or whatever, it's it's functioning to keep you comfortable. And I think that's a lot of the, the motives behind. Um, the Pharisees and especially the Sadducees and the nobility of Jesus' day and the priest, priesthood uh, and, the, and the priestly leadership of that day. Um, regardless of their personal beliefs and the integrity of their moral lives, they had, uh, they were, they had a, a reason to keep themselves where they were and to use religion to keep themselves where they were. Okay? And so a lot of it has to do with comfort. And uh, this whole idea of the fear of bodily torment that the devil brings against the martyrs is precisely the uh, the exact opposite of this kind of attachment to comfort that we see in the Pharisees. So, you know, you think about these people, it's amazing. I know my own ancestors on my mother's side, one of her lineages is uh, early French Canadians that came to uh, Canada um, to what they called Acadia, which would become Nova Scotia, and right around the same time period as, as these guys. And the, the difficulty that they had, it was, I don't think we can underestimate the immense difficulty that these early settlers faced. You get in a ship on the water, and you come over the Atlantic Ocean. It's really a difficult journey. And again, we, we were so 
um, inoculated to just the comforts, the creature comforts that we have today, we really can't fully understand how difficult that is to get on a ship. It's in the water. I mean, you're in the middle of the ocean. There's a million things that could go wrong, and you're dependent just on this little craft and the skill of the, of the guys that are navigating it uh, halfway across the world. You get there, you're dealing with the elements, especially in that area, it's very, very cold. And so all the French missionaries, the Jesuit missionaries, were dealing with the same thing. They had to travel from their more comfortable places in France and Europe in general and come to these regions here that were totally um, uncivilized and they did not have the creature comforts that that we associate with a a civilized um, society. Uh, and they, it was unbelievable. At one point, Isaac Jogue, uh, he was um, captured by uh, Native Americans um, by a particular tribe that was, you know, the different tribes, some tribes were more peaceful than others, some were more warlike than others. Well, he got captured by a group of natives that were extremely fierce. And they were doing things like they, believe it or not, they gnawed his, with their mouth, they gnawed his thumb off. Can you imagine that? While he was alive and conscious. So they gnawed his thumb off. Okay. Crazy, right? Incredible tortures like you wouldn't, wouldn't believe. So he actually escapes and he actually goes back to Europe for a little bit of time, but he's absolutely driven. He wants to come back and continue preaching the gospel and ministering to the natives uh, as a missionary. And uh, he does that for the love of Christ. Um, and for the love of the souls that are were here, the Native Americans, um, and so he does. He go, he comes back, and then eventually he gets murdered. But you see the kind of fortitude that these guys had, and uh, it's just absolutely amazing that no matter what kind of the weather, the uncomfortableness, the lack of sleep, the cold, um, you know, the material goods that they had. You know, we've got all these modern materials. Uh, based on plastic and things like that. They didn't have any of those things. It's very, very difficult for them to do what they did. And they did it nonetheless, and they faced the fear of threat. So they did not fear those who can kill the body. Okay, they had immense fortitude. And that fortitude was driven by the love of God, by the love of Christ. So also, for us, we can look to the martyrs and say, okay, is there really anything in my life that's going to amount to the difficulties that these people faced for the love of Christ. Really, is there really anything in my own little life here in, in upstate New York? I've got a nice house, got a nice roof over my shoulder, uh, over my head, I've got heat, all this kind of stuff. Is there really anything that can even come close to the difficulties that these people's people faced? So maybe I myself can ask God for a little bit more fortitude than I have. You know, we have all the different stresses and the strains and social kind of pressures that we face as a parish, in our workplace, in our families, in our private lives. Sure, there are difficulties, there's no doubt about it, but really, do they amount? Can they even really amount to what these people were facing? Well, they didn't have, you know, Isaac Jokes didn't have his, his, you know, son die before him or what? Well, I mean, how do you know? Obviously, he was a, he was a Catholic priest, so he didn't have any, any biological children. Do you really know their family situations, you know? Their family situations might have been just as difficult as ours. And then on top of it, they faced all of the other difficulties that they had just because of their material situation was so inferior and less developed than ours. In any event, 
we ask God for patience. We ask Him for endurance. We ask Him for fortitude so that we would not be complainers and, and the, the little bit of pain and the difficulty that we, we experience in this life wouldn't be successful in getting our eyes off the amazing love of Christ for us and the kind of gratitude uh, that we should have for Him going to the cross and suffering for us and not fearing those who can kill the body. Uh, so let's, uh, let's ask God for that grace today and that, that increase in fortitude and love of God.